Hey everyone, welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast where I force my friends to watch a movie they've never seen, or they gently ask me to watch a movie I've never seen. Today, I'm joined by... Smiley, and I filled remedial algebra about three times. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> my name is Amber, and I am really bad at listening, apparently. Uh, Alex, and I can sleep regularly for like over 12 hours. Um, and on today's podcast, I've never seen Stand and Deliver. Alex, me too. Yay. Yay. I don't know. Should okay. we should we be proud of this? No, I don't. I don't think we should. I'm sorry. Okay, so the reason why let me preface this: um, why we are doing stand and deliver is because today is the September 13th. In two days, so starting September 15th on Tuesday, it is the start of National Hispanic Heritage Month, um, and we are four very proud Hispanics, um, Mexican Americans from South Texas, and Edward James Olmos is like our dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Probably yeah, because of Selena. And it's so Sel- bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Selena is a, is one movie that we probably will never get to on this podcast unless we have a friend who is just not from Texas because yeah. we have all oh. seen that movie over we and over. We know by memory. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but never stand and deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm very excited for this movie because the types of movies that get me pumped up like about my life are teacher movies and mm-hmm. journalism movies like even if it's confession of, of a shopaholic like i get so pumped up so yeah this is like one of my favorites <laughs> okay so for people who aren't from south texas this is like <laughs> are you okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> for pe- he's choking for people he's choking, who aren't he's from- choking up okay for people who aren't from south texas this is like the movie your teacher plays like day off from school what that never happened to me me neither is that what the is that how you first saw stand and deliver yeah that's how i saw it too so like me never from border town so probably like border town (laughs) schools like play it for people very inspiring I grew up an hour away from the border, but I think like by the time I was in junior high, like Freedom Riders had come out. And so oh. that probably overtook Stand and Deliver in See, my I, school. I fucking loved um, Freedom Riders too. Mm-hmm. Like I was all over it in middle school. But then like, you know, like all these things about race have happened this year. And I found out recently that the teacher from Freedom Riders was uh-huh. actually Latina. And they really? Hillary Swank on the role wow. so like i mean i love hillary swank i love yeah. teachers i love everything about it but it was like a fact that was like oh well it's like that's why i guess now doing stand and deliver i love it because it's edward and he's legitimately what is he mexican um but let's say latino um mm-hmm. so that's why i'm excited about it because it's more like a genuine feel to it and also like a genuine feel like at the time the things happened yeah. yeah yeah he's mexican um he's from california yeah i first saw it. i don't remember what grade i was in but they used to show it at school but it was like so much to the point where like 
I wa- we watched it so many times and then stopped paying attention. Amber, what do you remember about it, like, before watching it? Like, what honestly, scenes or something? Okay, so, like, honestly, like, the few things I remember about it is, okay, so it's a big nostalgic, a, a big, move, like, nostalgic movie for me. Mm-hmm. But also, I felt like, I guess, like, to me, seeing so many people, like, Hispanic kids and Mexicanos and, like, you know, the last names and the names, it didn't really stick out to me growing up because that is all I heard. You know, mm-hmm. those are all our yeah. classmates. And so, like, it wasn't as big as a deal for me. Like, I didn't really understand, like, the context of it. When I'm, like, in fifth grade, I don't know. I guess a reason I love it, too, like how you mentioned, is, like, Selena and also this movie yeah. are, like, stuff how we grew up, like. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember Selena, like, the backyard scene with the chicken in the restroom and, like, the yeah. sat outside. Mm-hmm. That was, like, home. Mm-hmm. So that's, like... Oh. Since we've watched that movie a lot, like, I'm like, that's us in the movies. <laughs> and, like, yeah. growing up in this bubble, like, I'm I'm from Laredo, it's, like, 95% Hispanic, um, Mexican. So, like, I thought that was normal, like how you mentioned. Yeah. You know, it was the other thing, and this is terrible, but, like, the mom, there was a, there's a part where I think it's a mom. I have to rewatch it again. It's either mom or Thea or somebody telling a girl, and she's telling her, like, why are you doing this? Like, you're going to be too intimidating. You know, guys don't really like smart women. You know, you mm-hmm. just need to find yourself like somebody who's going to take care of you. Um, you can't be like super smart. Something like in that context, like don't, you know, if you're too intelligent, then men are going to be um, intimidated. They're not going to like you. You know, that old stereotype that men don't like smart women. Yeah, like kind what of I thing. like about the movie is that they show like different socioeconomic backgrounds mm-hmm. from Mexicans and Hispanics. Like, it's not just like everyone in the barrio. Like, the teacher lives like in a well in a good neighborhood mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. is educated and like he could have been like making tons of money but chose to be a teacher. But that's important. Yeah, he was supposed to be like super duper smart. Yeah, so oh, like, wow. I, I guess a small spoiler for y'all that's not too like big for it to ruin it it's like mm-hmm. he goes on his first day of the job and he's like oh well they're like oh hey i'm from the math department so i'll be working with you and he's like i'm supposed to be like teaching about computers and they're like we haven't had computers for like two years so it's like mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> when i think of sam deliver like a scene that pops up to me like from way ago when i saw it is the students eating oranges like in yes. some kind of room and that's like the oranges were for them to stay hydrated because there was no ac in the school. hydrated and calcium what? yes yeah. vitamin c that's when my like we always got oranges like at school and stuff like that because it was so hot yeah and it keeps you hydrated but it's also vitamin c and then there's also just enough sugar to like get you to be alert again so do they give you like information about that or do you just see them eating oranges yeah, you just see them, like, see them wow. eating, or- eating oranges. Yeah, because it's, like, obviously super hot in their room. So, yeah. like, they're super sweaty, but they have that to keep hydrated. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then another thing I remember, so, you know, those little things. And then, like, the bigger things, of course, um, Edward James almost, you know, because he came out in Selena. So super famous, super well-known. And then Lou Diamond Phillips is also in it. And he was Ooh. also in La Bamba. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, like, those are the people, of course, like, they stand out in the movie and they sent out to me because those are also like was richie richie he was mexican was he also mexican i want to say yeah. he was i don't I know so. if he was like venezuelan or, or um um 
I guess, like, Latino. Because his name was, like, Valenzuela or... Yeah, something yeah. like that. But they changed it to Valens to make him more marketable yeah. to everyone. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, those two those two actors come in for this movie. And then and then I was I also got it mixed up with Lean on Me with Morgan Freeman, which is amazing. Another like school movie that has to do with um a teacher coming in. Uh but this right. this you know with the I don't know if you all have seen it, but Lean on Me is mostly based on like um the black population and black children and black mm-hmm. youth and helping them. So like I always used to get them mixed up because they were like both in the eighties, those movies that mm-hmm. came out and they would show those at school, but they're both great. Like that makes me like, I get, you know, I just feel really good when I watch those movies. Yeah. So I Alex have a question. and Lauren, what do y'all know about the movie? Well, go ahead, Lauren. Ask oh, your okay. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was just going to ask, like, um, do you think this movie is like the start of that genre? Like, teacher coming in inspiring these students to become you know better than they think they can be is would you say this is kind of like the first of the formula or were there like i'm kind of trying to wonder did lean on me come before that or i mean this isn't based on a book or anything or is this like a real story they're, bo- they're both based on real life oh okay yeah they're okay. based on real life and that's like the earliest i remember of like the teacher hero thing like changing right. stuff up I'm just really excited to watch it. I don't, I really don't know why I've never seen it. Um, I mean, yeah, the same for me. Edward James almost has literally been in my life since a tri- I was a child. I really didn't, don't get why this movie was really never in class or, you know, it's never been brought up. I have seen Freedom Riders. I don't think I saw it at school. I think I just saw it in my spare time. But it, you know, I, I just, it's kind of a bummer to me that this movie was never really around in my childhood because I think I would have really admired it too. The only thing I know is the, like Edward and James almost. So, um, when was it? Like a couple of years ago, I had to like create a syllabus for like one of my comprehensive exam assignments for school. I'm in a PhD program. I don't know if I've ever said that on here before. <laughs> you like whisper it i'm I'm gonna be a doctor um yeah so i'm getting my doctorate in history so obviously history is like especially mexican-american history it has like it holds a really um like special place in my heart and when i was creating that syllabus i was thinking of like multimedia things that students if i was ever going to be a professor which at this point i do not want to be but i was trying to figure out like what movies would get kids engaged and I was like Selena would obviously have to be on like the course that I was designing was Mexican-Americans um Mm -hmm. in the U.S. or like history course and so Selena was obviously on there I don't think I put Stand and Deliver on there but I put like um My Family which was also another Edward James Olmos movie with Jennifer Lopez Mm -hmm. um that came out yeah it came out two years before Selena I I heard it was good but I've never seen it oh I've never seen it either um I think I've only seen clips and then Walkout, which is about the um, L.A. school walkouts um, with that was like by the Chicano students um, mm-hmm. in East Los Angeles. It was produced by Edward James Holmes. <laughs> so like he kind of has his hand in these really major um, like Hispanic media. See, that's why I love him so much. And like these movies, because like the credits are like full of Hispanic names and that's like super rare even today mm-hmm. and this was like when was this like 88 let me see yeah 1988 mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was uh, when the Dora the Explorer movie came out last year, the live action one. Um, I read that that was like the first time a like the whole main cast was oh wow um, like Latino, and it was coming from a major studio. Yeah, like Nickelodeon. Wow. Mm-hmm. Even Spy Kids, Spy Kids had a lot, right? Yeah, but the the main Antonio oh, Banderas from- is oh yeah, is, he's, oh, he's yeah. Spanish. He's from Spain. I mean, we we love Spy Kids, but. Yeah. Um, y'all remember Hispanics in the media? Yes. Yeah. I, I just I did. Maybe we should, maybe we learned this already and we don't know. See, the only thing I remember from that class is that Jayla was the first actress to be paid, the first Hispanic actress, Latina actress to get paid a million dollars for a role. Oh, wow. That's the only thing I remember. I forgot that. <laughs> he, oh. the, I, I remember... It was a good course. I mean, I definitely learned a lot about the Chicano movement and we got to cover certain things that um, something they kind of offered in the, in the movement, like artistically, like I watched this film this guy made and wrote a report about it. And then um, what I don't know why I always remember that in that in that class, we watched American Me and that yeah. is Edward James almost. That's a fucking hardcore movie. Like, mm-hmm. It's hardcore. And I never saw him in another light like that. Um, other than Selena. Honestly, I don't really know his filmography a lot. So I'm really excited because I know this is a huge movie. Also, mm-hmm. I just want to point out that our really good friend Dante has met him and interviewed really? him. Oh, wow. yeah. I forgot. At, um, was that Alamo City Comic Con? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Lauren, he's, al- he's also in Coco. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. He plays Chicharron. Yeah, <laughs> I cried my eyes out oh, at that part. Coco. Like, Everybody's seen Coco, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Oh, we went to go see it course. together. Me and yeah. we, cried. we cried. We cried. We all cried. We all cried. Okay. I cried next to Angel and I didn't know him. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, cr- I cry every time I watch that movie. Yeah, same. What do you all know about the movie? About Stand and Deliver? I don't know anything. Like, I don't know any scenes. I don't know... Any mm-hmm. lines that are famous. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Amber, so, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amber truly is not a good listener because Smiley asked us this question like five well, yeah, minutes I'm gonna, ago. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rework, oh my God, re- I'm rework so the out question. Of it. What do you <laughs> okay. expect to see from the movie? Um, I expect to see, like, I guess because it's like late 80s, I'm still expecting to see the stereotypes of like Hispanic students. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a st- what's a stereotype for you like the gang thing or like yeah okay like from the bad side of town and they're really smart but they don't know yeah mm. are they in california yes. yes okay okay repeat the question one more time what do you expect to see from this movie <laughs> like it's a game show <laughs> <laughs> i expect to see lou diamond phillips's biceps Oh, <laughs> he's so pretty. Like, I mean, honestly, okay, so I don't, is he a Superman character? Like, is yes. he, okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, he's up there on the cast list. He, and I'm like, He okay. has like major conflict that you're like, what's going to happen? What's he going to choose? <gasps> wow. What is he going to do? How is this, how is his story going to end? 
Oh, wow. I, I like his story arc. It's really nice. I do. I do, too. Because I knew someone like him in middle school. Oh, and there's, like, this really nice scene that I, yes. I, I'm I going to ask y'all about. It's super nice. I'm going to ask. There's a really nice thing that I have in mind that, I'm, that like, when I saw it. Because I did watch it again, like, a few weeks ago. But only once. So I need to rewatch it again. But that it made me, it made me cry. Because it really brought back, like, growing up. How long has it been for you, Amber, since rewatching it? Okay, so like I rewatched it on TV actually probably more than a couple weeks ago. It's probably been a month ago now because time is non-existent. Well, like since before that, like. Since before that? Oh, since mm-hmm. before I went to college. So like. Yeah. Since high school, like 10 plus years. Same with me. It's been like more than a decade. Like I saw mm-hmm. this like maybe when the pandemic started, like in March. Okay. Like, that's been more than a decade <laughs> <laughs> what no like i mean like I since know. then since, since before that like it's been more than a decade but mm-hmm. it just came to my mind i'm like hey i like this movie let me rent it so yeah spoiler i would buy it or rent it okay okay wait mm-hmm. so it, it's on netflix right now mm-hmm. did you rent it before like is that a recent thing that it they added or yeah it, it was before it was on netflix i th- I think i rented it because it was like three dollars or something i'm like oh, okay. that's a great deal yeah. yeah and then i saw it because they had just put it on netflix so i was like it's been a very long time since i've seen it so i'm gonna watch it mm-hmm. so but i need to watch it again but it's yeah i mean it's still like i think it means more to me now mm-hmm. yeah because i understand and i wasn't just like Oh, the teacher's not here, so we're gonna probably gonna watch either Stand and Deliver or, oh my goodness, like some other movie we used to watch a lot. Oh, we would always watch Remember the Titans. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one too. Shit, I don't really remember movies we'd watch over and over again, except in choir. We would watch Shrek or Grease. Oh, it's good. It's great. Look, I would play movies. Sister Act for everyone every single yeah, day. Oh, that one too. Yes. You know, you get you get like the teacher inspiring vibes from from part two, which mm-hmm. I saw more yeah. than part one. Mm-hmm. I think part two is even better than part one. I do too. Right? I think so too. There's Lauren Hill yeah. in there. She's oh, mm-hmm. her voice is amazing. I'm I'm ready to be inspired. I'm ready to see this Same. movie. I just can't wait. I've you know we this was probably one of the first few movies we talked about while planning out this podcast. And um, I just can't wait. Uh, I've been, you know, I keep seeing it on Netflix. And I'm like, oh, I just want to watch it already because I'm I'm ready. Lauren's heart is ready. Pop that tape in. <gasps> um, can we talk about sex? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, or you'll have sex for homework. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh i wrote that quote down <laughs> i did too why. lauren i was like okay <laughs> she's just like real upfront about it yeah guys this movie was good oh yeah like so good Woo! Yeah. so Woo! i have to i have to do like a a quick sorry um in the intro i was like this episode comes out on the 13th and the 15th starts um hispanic heritage month I'm I'm a week off. <laughs> this episode okay. comes out. Boing, um, boing, 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 boing. I'm kidding. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> um, this today is actually the twentieth. I'm still like not sure of what my days are. 
the days uh, are all blended. Yeah. yeah, it's the twentieth. Does anybody so, know what it is? Yeah, it, it's the it's the twentieth. <laughs> so Hispanic Heritage Month has already started, um, but this was our way of celebrating. Very happy to have watched this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So my first uh, note was the opening shots are my childhood of him mm-hmm. just like driving through the town. Oh yeah, all the, all the piñatas. I love the like '80s vibe, like the music in the background. Oh, same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just love it. Everyone's mm-hmm. hairstyles. Yes. Oh, very big hair. Those big rim glasses. Like my mom had yeah. those too. Yeah. The fashion. Can we talk about the that Jesus Christ jacket? Oh, oh my God! I, was, I made a I note of it that. too. I was like, dang, it was. He good. looks good. Um, T- Tito, right? Mm-hmm. Is what they. It's okay, yeah. He I think had, so. He had style. He's definitely like new wave Hispanic, and I'm mm-hmm. I was all for it. You know. Yeah. Yes. My second note was like, this was my nightmare as a first time teacher, like oh. when um when Edward James almost like first goes into the classroom and the kids aren't paying attention, they're like talking back to him and like I yeah that was like my nightmare when I was student teaching and when I was. Well, when I substituted for like that semester before coming to graduate school, I was mainly in elementary, so it wasn't that bad. Um, but especially when I was student teaching high school kids, I was like, I hate all of y'all. See, and students are like that because I like, student taught too, and yeah, they like study you. Like they're like, mm-hmm. who is he, and like what's his weakness, and what I loved about um, Mr. What was his name? Mr. Escalante. Escalante. Yes. I don't want to say the word they're calling you. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what I liked about him is that he's dorky and he's like, yeah, I'm dorky. So let's learn. Like, he didn't, like, mm-hmm. pretend to be something else. Like, he was mm-hmm. doing that thing with the apple and making accents. And, like, yeah. he kept on doing his thing. And, like, others would be, like, scared to be like, shit, like, I'm a dork. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He wasn't scared. Oh, yeah. the finger man. Oh my god! Too. I was like, "Oh damn, let's go! We gonna learn today." I respect. I think that's why I can't be a teacher. Kids would walk all over me. Like I already know it. So it's. I mean, he was damn confident because he knew he's very smart. Um, mm-hmm. and and I think it was cool. Like he like just wanted to teach. That's all he wanted yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. That's what makes like the best teachers is if you actually want to do it. Like I have so mm-hmm. many yeah. um, like people that I've met that aren't really sure what they want to do and decide like, well, if this doesn't work out, I'm just going to teach. And I'm like, you're going in with a completely wrong attitude, bro, because yeah. I wanted to teach and I sucked at it. Um, but yeah, there I have met like people that like they in college, I was like, you just you're going to be a great teacher. Yeah. Um, like it, it's not gonna like, you're not going to be in your head all the time the way I was. Um, but mm-hmm. like in the movie, fuck the neighbor that was like, Oh, you got laid off. You should have told me. And he's like, I didn't get laid off. <laughs> I know. Like, okay. What was that about? Dude. Mm-hmm. I loved the wife. Like, oh, yes. she likes the picture of like a strong Hispanic female. Yes. Like, Fabiola. That's such a beautiful She's name like um, Mama Imelda from Coco. That's what I thought of yes. when I saw her. Yes, even like the way she looks. 
And how she spoke like really powerful. Everything. Really yeah, nice. that actress played um, La Bamba's mom. Yeah, <gasps> Richie's Ooh, mom. Yeah, that's why nice. I was like, oh, she's so familiar. Yeah, and Super La Bamba came too. out after this movie. A year before. Yeah. A year before. Oh, no, yeah. after. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm bad at math. Okay. I've never seen La Bamba. <gasps> Wait. Alex. Sure? Alex, get the fuck yeah. out of this podcast and go watch like, it. Sorry. That is another movie that I know by <laughs> What the hell? That oh movie my... is so good, Alex. They used to show it on TV all the out. time. She like dropped this bomb in this like right now. I know. <laughs> Not even in the preview. Egg. Uh, <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like quick thing. Like seeing. Mm-hmm. Okay, going from. I guess we can talk about Lou Diamond Phillips a little bit. Like, the way he acts, like, you know, he's the rebel. Like, you didn't see that in La Bamba at all. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like he had, like, so much fun with this role. Like, it's super Yes. I really like his character, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I I was like, poor Lou Diamond Phillips. He just wants to learn. But his friends are, like, all cholos. I I Mm -hmm. got that from, like, school. Like, there were some people Mm -hmm. who were, like, scared and look smart. Like Yes, because why? Why? Yeah, there's this whole like sense of machismo in mm-hmm. um in Hispanic culture, especially Mexican American communities. And also like following the rules and respecting your teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew a guy that was just like Angel. Just like Angel. Oh my god. <laughs> Angel and I don't know was what cute. he's doing now. Angel like whatever he did, the finger mm-hmm. stuff, like, like <laughs> he's he he's not ugly. He's mm-hmm. not ugly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well i think also um we're all from south texas but like we all met in college um that was like what 30 minutes away from corpus christi and lou diamond phillips went to flower bluff high school like it, which is mm-hmm. in corpus kind of um but yeah i think like oh, corpus just... people will tell you it's not in corpus they will say it's in the bluff Okay. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. It's a it's kind of a different world. My point is is that like <laughs> people from the coastal band like we're so proud of Lou Diamond Phillips for like I think starting from La Bamba and we're we're always like super proud to say that like he went here. Yeah. I remember Dr. Flores made a huge deal about that in class in our Hispanics in the media class. Um and I I had no idea. I grew up with La Bamba and I never knew that he was from where we were from. And it's so much more inspiring. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Not to be like a party pooper, but I found out he was from here when he got like arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Lou Devin Phillips. Yeah, I did not know that. He same. he got arrested for drinking and driving. He was like at an event and had a couple of drinks and got pulled over and yeah. Oh, it wasn't Phillips. <laughs> yeah it, it, he wasn't like hammered so it's not terrible but it's also not good <laughs> i mean what sucks now is that when you google him like his mugshot pops up like, yeah among like the bombast photos mm-hmm. yeah anyways let's go back to the movie <laughs> oh yeah um i was gonna ask what who is y'all's favorite characters we were kind of bringing up since we're bringing up angel and how wonderful he is who like were there anyone is there anyone else that you would say is your favorite you know an unexpected favorite of mine was that girl who had like a lot of boyfriends and did that line like, I don't appreciate you using my private life Love to you. entertain yeah. this class. I'm like, damn. Yeah, that's tell him. Because mm-hmm. he did. He was an asshole there. I'm like, okay. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I liked her. Like, I liked her, like, in the background. Like, she popped up for me from the background, I mean. She was the one that, like, the moms... Isn't she the one that that the mom told her, like, boys don't like it when you're too smart? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. she's pretty. And I think she was dating that, that guy... That white the guy. white Aside dude? from like the main characters, what were y'all's like background characters that y'all liked? Uh, I don't know. Her. I don't remember her name, but she was the one. Okay, I'm gonna have to like the one um, Frank Garcia's girlfriend or whatever that girl. The the, gordita. Don't call me gordita, uh, pendejo. Yeah, the don't call me gordita. <laughs> I love yeah. that one. I loved her because yeah. like she was. <laughs> I also liked Lou Diamond Phillips. Like, yeah, the gorditas, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we have She's to do like, like a separate like like little thing of like nicknames you know and yeah. the terms they use because we need to talk about how like also like this movie i think did a really good job of of portraying the hispanic latino community because it put in a lot of things that we would understand um but yeah i liked her i don't remember her name i know claudia was it was lupe Lupe. Oh yeah, Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. I liked her because um, we'll get to like favorite scenes, mm-hmm. so I'll explain why. But I what liked did her... y'all think of the girl with the very soft voice? Like I'm missing twenty five percent. I liked her. Apple. She was my favorite. Uh, Me too. I I like was wondering. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, would I play like a shake character like that? I don't think I could do it. <laughs> like I'm too loud. <laughs> but I loved how she was like, twenty five percent. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I she was do really wish she would have oh, given. Oh. Uh huh. Oh, I, I was just saying, I would have, I would have wished she would have given some background on how her dad like agreed to like let her go back to school. Yeah. Like, Same. She just came back. Yeah. But... So I read that um, all of them were because this movie takes place over two years, but um, mm-hmm. in reality, this was like over five years, a five-year period, and oh, Anna huh? is the only one who is actually based like solely on one student that he had. Oh, wow. Um, and that was like the story of her having to work in her family's restaurant and him going to the father and like saying, hey, she needs to be back in school. Like that was something that actually happened. Mm-hmm. I really like the the emo intellectual guy that's in the front end. You know, he's so was smart because so, yeah. he reads novels during school yeah. and then he's like, <laughs> actually, and then he says an answer and it's completely wrong. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember what his name is. I think it's Javier. I don't know. I think so. I think it's, yeah, I think, yeah. I put Javier, emo, smart kid. There we go. <laughs> my favorite was, um, was Pancho. Pancho, Frank Garcia. Yeah. He's my favorite. Oh. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I think he was super sweet. Um... And he wasn't like the brightest, you know, but I just, I don't know what there was just something about him. And I love the relationship he had with Lupe. And I was kind of bummed when he was just like, it was just a summer thing. Like, oh, I know. Asshole. Like, I- <laughs> we're voting for you. I identified the most with, with him. What was the name again? Uh, Frank. Frank Garcia. Or Pancho, yeah. they call them Pancho. Pancho. Yeah, because I'm like not the best at, at math, but I, I'll try hard. Um, mm-hmm. But what I was going to say, what y'all were talking about is that I really liked how, what was it, like maybe eight minutes to the whole movie and we like understood their relationship really well. Like that was really mm-hmm. well done, I think. Yeah. Like it wasn't just like some random scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, what was the highest math that y'all took in high school? Girl. 
up. Uh, this movie was made for me because I am not good at math. At I would have been like, and... fuck your contract. I'm out of here. Saturdays, no. I did do that. I went to school early to get like extra points in math. I was really bad at math. I'm still at me, y'all. I, it's unbelievably bad. I want to say whatever the highest was, which is like <sighs> algebra two, whatever the highest of like the minimum that you have to take. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. That was my only regular class in high school. It must school. have been algebra two then. So I took, I went all the way to calculus, oh. um, mm-hmm. but my school did not, there was only like eight of us in AP Cal, like our senior mm-hmm. year. And they, they didn't make us take the AP exam because psh, oh. there's, yeah. Because um, there wasn't enough students? <laughs> probably. Um, I actually uh. don't remember. I remember taking the AP Spanish exam. AP tests are so freaking hard, man. Um, and I was competing at state UIL when the when my class took the AP English exam. And I remember my English teacher being like, well, we can like have it administ- like given to you at state in Austin. And I was huh? like, no. Like, no, because I guess she like really wanted my score. And I was like, no, like at that point, I already knew that I was getting a college credit because of my act score so i was like i'm not going to torture myself by taking mm-hmm. this ap exam just to make you like look better um but that's another <laughs> that's another story that's something but, Alex but yeah, something i don't appreciate you using my brain <laughs> to entertain your career yeah. but i'm i was i'm not good at math either i only took ap calculus just to like stay up um like to compete with the top kids in my grade mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. But I I almost took AP Chemistry and I dropped out of that senior year to work in the office <laughs> um, because <laughs> I'm like biology and chemistry like science I I do not get science I um, don't either that's Mm-mm. I am like a true like liberal arts person <laughs> yeah same here I didn't even take math in college lucky yeah. I, just... I know I took developmental <laughs> <laughs> yeah I took pre-calculus believe it or not and wow. i passed it in high school oh wow but it was a gym teacher who taught it <laughs> so... oh. oh no mine was a hardcore <laughs> teacher we called her the boss oh well i i like passed pre-calculus and i filled remedial algebra like in college for like three semesters so that should show you something about my teacher was it that your fact this for this one yes yeah. yes <laughs> perfect fact <laughs> what about you lauren where do you stand on math <laughs> Ah, I'm not good at it. It always kind of happened where, like, I would be not doing good at the beginning of the year and then kind of come out with a B. Like, that's always what would happen to me every year. I don't know what it is. Um, It's crazy when I, I mean, I know the school levels were probably different when I went from Cal Island to Kingsville. I was, like, failing geometry in Cal Island, and then I got transferred. And then I went to... um. You know, here in Kingsville, I I took geometry. So I was a sophomore and he was so nice. Like he made it simple. And I did want to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Like shapes and different shit. I don't know. It was other stuff. I just have to appreciate people who who make it simple and easy to learn. That goes back to what Alex said about teachers who like really good at it and are like Mm -hmm. meant to be teachers. Yeah, exactly. He was like a military guy. Um... He wasn't, he wasn't, he was kind of young, 
But he, I don't know what it was, but he was one of those teachers that made um, learning something like that um, easy. Because there were different formulas and shit with the shapes. I have no idea. It was so fucking complicated. But yeah, I don't know. I'd rather do math and science. Also, I'm I'm on that same page, Alex. Oh, wait. Yeah, Amber. How are you with math? Girl, I'm so bad. Like, (laughs) I took developmental math. I don't know what my... SAT scores were for math. They were really low, obviously. Mm-hmm. I passed the state assessment test. I don't, you know, that was fine. But I just, I've never understood math. Like, I've, I am one of those people that is like, it's just the the, the numbers mixed up with letters. That yeah. is just Mm-mm. like formulas and stuff. I can't do. And, and Aaron, I'm just like, babe, I can't do math. And he's like, you can do it. And I'm like, no, I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah. I would need like a teacher or, a, you know, somebody who can explain it in a way to me that would make it easy to understand because I never really got that, you know, yeah. like that teacher that exactly. you had in like, school. In college, like those like remedial developmental courses, like the first one, they put me like an online developmental algebra. And I'm Ugh. like, mm-hmm. I can't do this without like a person mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. So I, that's why I felt twice. And also because I didn't give a fuck. But like it, the <laughs> third time I took it, it was an in-person class and I passed it. So that should yeah. tell you something. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was funny when he was like using the the gigolos and the girlfriends yeah. as an example. I still couldn't even get that. I'm like, what in the what? Like, in the, uh, what is this? I don't know. Like, X is yeah. this? I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Where did they go? No. I don't know. Yeah. The most inspiring thing for me was like the math or algebra singer blood because of the zero from the mind yeah. and like yeah. damn yes. like love that. that would have been great if i was good at math but sorry yeah but- <laughs> That's what, i'm like not so much in my blood oh, <laughs> it's pretty diluted at this point <laughs> <laughs> um i kind of want to go into quotes because i just saw one right now and it mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorites was something the angel said he said what's calculas <laughs> no <laughs> it's calculos He's all in. Do you you get the joke? What? No, I don't. I don't. I won't get it. Please tell me now. So it's calculus, but how he pronounced it, calculos. Uh Culos like culos, butthole, or like asshole. (laughs) So so it's like a joke within a joke. Okay. (laughs) Because I wrote last, and I was like, what? Well, like I like I I like the whole scene because it's like, hey, I'm the first one here <laughs> after <laughs> everyone leaves. Yeah. Even when I didn't get to write it down, but when he was in the car, what was his friend's name? Uh, the oh, other cholo I, guy. Yeah, I can't remember. Student who slipped through the do cracks. Do they ever say that? Do they ever say his do. name? I think oh, they do. The finger guy. Didn't we talk about him before? Yeah, but what what is his name? I don't know. <laughs> the finger guy. I don't know. I don't know. This was my first viewing, so I'm not. I don't know everyone's names. That was my second viewing, but I didn't write down his name either. I didn't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, what about him? <laughs> uh, for some reason, I thought he was going to be like more important. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I really did. I was like, oh. Well, he did have like a turnaround at the end. How he fixed the car. Oh yeah. Like he was yeah. part of that group. I'm like, oh, like this is the first time I noticed it. Like after like so many viewings. Uh huh. Huh. Oh, okay. 
I yeah, the quote I was talking about was him in the car, and he was like, "Oh man, it's not so polluted; you can see the stars out." Oh, and yeah. like, it just shows how smart um, Angel is, and talking about you know how many light years we are away, and those they're not yeah. really even there anymore. It's like, fuck, mm-hmm. he's so smart. And then he just goes and like talks shit to the cops, you know, <laughs> like he gets yeah. in trouble. I don't know. Uh, the, uh, that was uh, just a really good point just to see who he really like. He is super smart. I also loved his like watching kind of his home life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some of y'all's favorite quotes? Wait, you uh, were going to say his home life or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but I do want to go more into home life, like, when we talk about favorite scenes, because that was something um, I really liked. But um, I just want to ask if, if y'all had anything else that you really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went back and rewatched the scene um, where uh, where the teacher goes to the ETS guys. Mm-hmm. And I read that that was, like, um, probably, like, verbatim what the teacher said when he was like telling the guys like why are you targeting my students mm-hmm. um and so the line that i liked from there is if this was beverly hills high school they wouldn't have sent you to investigate um and i think it made it more powerful that it was like a black investigator and a hispanic one yeah and the hispanic one was like don't like don't talk to me about racism like that's not what this is and so it, it kind of like puts into perspective like it's not sometimes it's not the individual people who are racist it's the entire system yeah Mm -hmm. and that's something that like we've talked a lot about like this past summer with the black lives matter movement um that like you have to look at it as a whole sometimes and standardized testing is um it doesn't target minorities but it is like institutionally like minorities score lower on standardized tests right Mm -hmm. um just like across the board um and yeah so like it having that be like the climax of the movie like the big problem of like here you have these students who come from a low performing school that actually um have like a good teacher and they perform well and like somewhere along the line like it had to have been like the teacher said like you you see that their last names and you see that they come from a barrio school and so you don't believe that they can perform this high Mm. um and just like it was unfortunate that like those two like ets investigators were the ones that went alex what's what's verbatim oh it's like word for word yeah so i think um edward james almost like talked to the real teacher and um like asked him about these conversations and tried to like get as many of his words um like he actually said them like in the script and um, the teacher did say that like 90 percent of the film is accurate wow yeah so um in 2011 this film was deemed culturally historically and aesthetically significant and was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry at the Library of Congress. So I was really happy wow. to hear that. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't realize he was nominated for an Oscar for this. This is Edward James Olmos's only Academy Award nomination. That is insane. What? A really big bummer. I am. Yeah. Like, boo, Hollywood. I know. Yeah. 
But I think like over the past couple of years, I've really been following the like Independent Spirit Awards more. Um, and they happen like around the time of like the Golden Globes. I think they happen in between the Golden Globes and the Oscars. Um, and it seems like everyone just has like a much funner time there. Indie Spirit was also the only award show that like um, recognized Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems this past season. Mm-hmm. Um, he was robbed on everything else. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this movie won Best Feature, Best Director, Edward James almost as Best Lead, The Girl Who Plays the Wife as Best Supporting Actress, and Lou Diamond Phillips as Best Supporting Actress, and Best Screenplay. Mm. Wow. Damn. Um, at the Indie Spirit Awards. We love to wow. hear it. I, I saw that it was like a $1.6 million budget, and only open opening weekend, it was like 411000 but then it like oh. grossed about thirteen million, so that's not terrible for. I mean, one million is kind of low budget, but it it seems like it's probably big in nineteen eighty eight. Well, I think um, it probably was like considered low budget since it was up for an indie spirit award. Mm-hmm. But um, something that my brother brought up and that I was like thinking of throughout the film also is that this plotline is definitely like the opposite of Bad Teacher, which is. Um, like we put out that episode a couple of weeks or like a month ago um, around back to school and I think they um, Lauren like you brought up that she shows them stand and deliver yeah <laughs> and the whole plot line of bad teachers that she actually goes and steals the test oh my oh, god yeah. I didn't even think of that <laughs> it's like oh, the ironic. exact opposite yeah yeah <laughs> Pretty ironic. goes and takes it. Oh. Any other favorite quotes before we kind of go on? Maybe to scenes? Um, I had. Alex, do you have any more? No, it was just that one. Okay. I will um, step off my soapbox now. It's time for <laughs> me to step on mine. Okay. The one that, like, really, like, got to me because it's something I've heard. I really and truly have heard my whole life. But when he, they're in class and he's telling the students, like, you already have two strikes against you. And when I was rewatching it, I was thinking, like, oh, no, because my dad has told me that my whole life. And he tells them, you have already two strikes against you, your name and complexion. Ooh. And my dad, mm-hmm. like, growing up, and it's, you know, I kind of brushed it off um, because growing up on the border where the like right on the border where the whole community is like 90, you know, 90 plus percent Mexican community, Mexican American community. And then you do have people going back and forth across the bridge. And so when you hear, you know, my dad would always tell you, you already have two strikes against you. You're, you're a Hispanic and you're a woman. And oh. people don't, people are not going to take you seriously. So you have to, you have to do better. You have to work mm-hmm. harder. You have to, be better in everything and I was just like wait I'm like whatever but he was right (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's your name and your complexion and that ties in directly with the scene that Alex liked at the you know with the um with the investigators when he tells them like had this been Beverly Hills High School y'all would not have even be you not you would not be doing this investigation because of their names Mm -hmm. and where they go to school this is going on right now and he yeah. is exactly, he, like, I guess it's, I guess maybe that's foreshadowing, but it's also uh, foreshadowing the movie, but it's also like, yeah, it's, it's true in life. And, you know, like, 
these past few minutes, like, I answered my own question in my head. Like, I was wondering, like, why are these kids going back for, like, a stupid math class? Like, working so hard through the summer and through the breaks and extra hours. Mm -hmm. But, like, the teacher was a person in their lives who actually believed in them. Mm. Instead of, like, giving them, like, super easy stuff. Because, you know, you know, like, the other teacher who was, like, it's too much for them and they're going to fail and mm -hmm. feel bad about themselves but i feel like having the, te the teacher again going back to what alex said someone who really loves their job mm -hmm. believing them and like making pushing them to be better people like i think that's what attracted them to the class you know mm -hmm. yeah definitely um it was kind of sad when that uh department head teacher was talking about how like look at what, what what's going to happen to these kids when they fail like you know they can't come back from that you know, like something kind of along those lines. She was just like, I don't see them like this. Is like, I don't know. I forgot what she said, but it was it was pretty heartbreaking just because it's so true because of yeah, where they I, are. Now. I, I knew where she was coming from. But like the only thing that comes to my head is like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like she had good mm -hmm. intentions behind it, but it wasn't helping anyone at all. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I think I would. When if I was going to be a teacher, I probably would have been like her and thought of like I'm thinking of worst case scenarios. But also like I I always say that like my um, advisor right now in graduate school is like one of the best teachers I've ever seen because um, I I'm the type of person that if I have like a class of 50 students and I reach 49 I'm going to worry about the one person that I didn't reach. And for him, it's the opposite. Like he could reach one student and 49 of them could just like walk out of his class and he feels like it's a great success. And I think that that's um, the way this teacher probably like was in his classroom that like when students will walk out or um, like when the I think like Lupe also like walks out and the other girl, Claudia, and he's just like, bye. Like he's he doesn't preoccupy himself with students that in his mind, I guess, aren't ready to mm. like learn. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think that also makes a big impact on like Angel who keeps coming back and um, like he comes back on his own. Basically, all the students do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that shows that like they're seeing that they're worthy, but he's not. He's not like babying them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or begging them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I would, that's the type of teacher I would be. I would be like begging students to like, I would need a hundred percent of like undivided attention. And that's like that. You can't be a successful teacher that way. Okay. So going into favorite scenes and uh, of the movie, I always like kind of perked up seeing their, their home lives outside of class, mm -hmm. you know, you just see the the differences in like w like the environment and stuff, and you know you see Lupe taking care of all the kids, and then I love the way she took care of her dad. That's something I just love about our our culture is how much mm -hmm. we respect our elders when they're our grandparents or our parents. You know we take care of them, and mm -hmm. I just saw that so much. But even with Angel, like the way he that was his grandmother, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, like I always thought that was so sweet. And I just I, I always just thought it was so interesting seeing them um, any time they were just out of the classroom, you know, Poncho were working on the car. Like I loved when he was like all dirty and then he goes and gets the letter and he doesn't want to get dirty and he's just like so excited. 
Ugh, I just love that. I, I just, they're, yeah, that was something like, that just really stuck out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have, like, my favorite scene was a restaurant scene um, mm-hmm. where I liked the way the movie spliced these scenes together. Like, the editing in it uh, was really impactful because it was, like, it went from Anna saying, like, oh, it's my last day. And then it cut to, like, this restaurant. And I was like, what's happening? Um and then when you realize that oh this is her family's restaurant um they have like Mm -hmm. a good like way of setting that up um and to like lauren your point of like our culture and how we respect our elders i think all these home life scenes also showed how as a hispanic community we really put other people before ourselves Mm -hmm. um like most of the time and that's what was happening with all these kids um, yeah like taking care of other things and anna like her dad saying like her mom works in the restaurant her siblings work here like this is where she's gonna be too and she yeah. was just like okay like i and to have um like mr escalante say well you know she wants to like go she's talking about like being a doctor or whatever like going off to school and the dad was like no because you don't like um Part of it is like you don't question, but also like she knew that like her family needs the help. And so like, yeah, not she didn't want to be selfish in that way. Um, I think it's also interesting to note that like Jaime Escalante was Bolivian. Um, so, oh, he, uh-huh. yeah, he wasn't um, he wasn't Mexican. But it it just like goes to show that like. uh like the Hispanic culture is kind of universal in that way that like these themes have like transcended just like Mexican Americans. Like we're all Mexican American, but like we, like, I think we can all think of a teacher who was like Mr. Escalante, who like may not have been directly from our like culture, but the whole like, being an immigrant and coming from like similar background. See, Amber, favorite scenes, favorite um, parts. Y- yeah, I. It's the same one as as yours. Like when I rewatched it, and you know they go to um, Lupe's home life when she was packing the the lunch for her dad. Like I I teared up like for real. I know because my yeah. mom always packed my dad's. But, like, there were times where, like, I would, I mean, I would help my mom or, like, if my dad worked, you know, really late, very late, and we were mm-hmm. still up in the morning, me and my sisters, because we didn't do anything because we were under a super strict household. So we would just, like, watch movies all night. And if we mm-hmm. were still awake early in the morning, we would make my dad breakfast because that is just, I don't know, I that is just what you do. We take care yeah. of our parents our grandparents and our cousins and our tias and our tios and everybody. It is a very strong um, family-based community. And so like just Mm -hmm. seeing that and, you know, she packs lunch, she says bye to her dad. And then, you know, she's rounding up the kids so they can go to sleep, trying to get them to calm down because they need to go to Mm -hmm. sleep. They have school, you know, and then she's doing her homework and her mom comes home. The first thing she says, like, do you want me to make you something to eat? Yeah. So like, just seeing that like that really like got to me and I really I really love that scene and yeah. um 
of course, seeing Angel. Angel is who he really is at home. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing his homework. He's actually studying. He's making, he's checking in on his, his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And then he's tucking in his shirt because she says for him to do so. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> you know, that's who he really is, is at, is at home. And then it also just shows, you know, just talking about like these responsibilities, you know, they're the thing about, you know, when we're talking about lower the, the socioeconomic status of the school and a lot of people, oh, I don't know if, I don't want to say a lot of people don't realize, but there are a lot more factors into those failing grades. It's because that the, their focus is not at school. Like their job is not solely like we are students and we're going to school. It's okay from like this time to this time I'm going to school. And when I get home, you know, it's, I need to, you know, make sure the kids are doing their homework and their work. My little, you know, my mm-hmm. siblings or my own kids. Cause you know, there are teenagers who have kids, um, you know, it's being a parent, it's helping out parents, it's going to work a part-time job. You know, there's all these other factors in their lives, you know, taking care of your grandparents. Um, there are all these other factors going on in their life and school is not their sole focus. Like they've grown mm-hmm. up a lot faster than kids who, who grew up in, um, you know, a house, gum, a, little, a household with higher income where they can be yeah. kids. They can do sports. They can, you know, they can do extracurricular activities or, you know, they can go and actually play, you know, and do whatever they want. These kids have a lot of responsibilities. And I, and I like that it shows that, that it's showing you their yeah. home lines, but it's also letting you know, like, hey, these kids aren't dumb. They just got a lot going on, mm-hmm. a lot going on in their lives. And I think that's really important without, and I like that it, they're saying that without saying it. They're letting the actors do their thing. They're letting the setting, they're letting everything just like showing you that part of the story. And I think it's really mm-hmm. important. I That's like talking about all that. I think that's why it was so rewarding seeing them celebrate at the beach together. Like it was really nice that they can like let loose after working so hard for so long. And yeah, of course it gets taken away, but for a second and then they, yeah. But it, it was really fun to see them actually in be kids and celebrate and yeah smiley what about you i'd say i like the classroom scenes a lot like mm-hmm. going back to the beginning to the end like you can see the progression of them like not giving a shit to like again seeing like hey he's taking it seriously challenging us challenging mm-hmm. yeah i said it right us and like i guess just the relationship how it all grew to like how they were at the end all together so yeah I don't know if this counts as like favorite scenes, but like we had mentioned earlier about like some of the things like the nicknames and like some of the language, yeah, um, the little like sneak peeks into the world. Like I really like the scenes where they're like saying <laughs> when they're saying like, I don't want to listen to this pelon or whatever. Like <laughs> I laugh at that, you know, because it's like, I don't know if, you know, somebody who's not from the Latino community or doesn't really understand Spanish, understands it. They understand the context clues. It's like, okay, well, this sounds like they're saying, they're throwing some shade at him. But I'm laughing because mm-hmm. that is like, that is just a little like crumb of like, hey, we're just, we're gonna make, we're gonna, we're gonna throw in these words and terms that people actually use. You know, like that was something like somebody, 
if we were if we were in that classroom and it was back in my hometown like that is totally something that they would just call the teacher behind their back behind their back the whole time and just be known as that and it's you know what I mean like you know yeah. those little things and like gordita and like I didn't I had actually never heard of gabacho before oh I hadn't that. either I wrote that one down I was like oh, I had okay. to like look I had to like yeah I had to look that up I was like I'm understanding what she means because of the way the person looks, but I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just, like, little things and, like, even little cultural things like, oh, she thinks she's, you know, she thinks she's, you know, so cool. She thinks she's everything because she's she's with a gabacho. Yeah. You know, little cultural things like that um, that I really appreciated throughout the whole movie um, that are just, you know, it's... It, these things are just true and they're true then and they're true now you know more than 30 years later i liked the um use of like the term ganas and that he that's one of the few terms that they like translate in a way in the movie um because it's it's not like from what i could tell i've always heard the word and i always thought it was like it meant like passion um mm-hmm. but like the way um mr escalante uses it it's like desire and so i looked it Mm. up and i was like does this have like a direct translation and it really doesn't um and so it's it's nice that they like it's a theme that kind of goes throughout the whole movie and it's one of the only like spanish terms that an actor also um immediately translates after he says it so it was i think it's nice for like non-spanish speaking audiences or people who are not from a hispanic community um, that like we know what like ganas means, but mm-hmm. like to to be able to translate um, something like that to a wider audience um, was like really nice. I think I'm just like all in my feels because it's Hispanic Heritage Month and because I'm a historian. Um, and like we know what it feels like to come from a community like this and like have people that just want to keep the community the same um and we don't know like they they don't know how to encourage us or even that they can encourage us and to have someone come in and Mm -hmm. give that like tough love and to care enough to keep going like yeah you can do this let's go like whenever like he goes up to angel and like the other guys are like come on i know you know this I know you know this. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. And he kind of keeps on them, but not in like an intimidating way. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you can do it. Come on. You know the answer. You got it. You know what I mean? Like it's, and then of course, you know, of course you all can take the test. Of course you all can do more than just this class. You can keep on going into math and it's like somebody tells them like, you can do it. I'm going to show you, you are capable. I kind of wanted to know, like, even though like from what I read, Anna was the only student who was actually based on a like fully based on one student I guess the other ones might have been like um, pieces of students but I wanted to like know I guess the future of some of these students right I was kind of wondering if that was going to happen Smiley what were you going to say I was going to talk about how they called him chemo um yeah, yeah I was going to ask about that I didn't know if yeah like dumb <laughs> No, like, I I mean, my thoughts were like, okay, these are like high school kids. They're like childish and they don't, you know, they're into bullying and everything. Mm-hmm. What threw me yeah. off, like, this time around watching it was when I heard the teacher call him that. Like, 
he's like, oh, no, chemo. And I'm like, bitch, you're his coworker. You should not be like, <laughs> you know, bullying him or like pushing that button. Like, <laughs> that's where I was like, why is the teacher calling him chemo? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what y'all think about that. What does that mean? I don't know. So I don't, it, uh -huh. it's, it comes from like chemo sabi. So they oh, like okay. they go in between. And I don't know, from what I gather from that is like, I don't know, maybe they like equated math with like, I don't know, like Asian culture. I don't uh -huh. know. I, I missed the oh, part. Okay. Like, I probably missed it. I got something it. different out of it, Alex. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I might be wrong, so I'm scared to say it. Well, I oh, like that that's. Okay, don't don't cancel me. We can I cut thought it off. was like I thought it was chemo like after chemotherapy because his hair was falling off. Oh, that's my what I God. thought too. Oh, no, yeah, like well, it's because like you know because they're calling him pelon and then like his hair's like not all there. That's what I got from it. Oh, I I watched it with subtitles and it like it came up like K E M O yeah. and then yeah. sometimes they would call him chemosabi. Oh. Yeah, I kind of remember that. At the beginning. See, where the bullies Rami, smiling. edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> where are the bullies in the classroom? <laughs> but I thought that, that was too. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. Yeah, like, that's what I thought all these years. But, okay. Maybe it did start out as, like, um, making fun of him, but then it just went into, like, a term of endearment. Like I said, my math teacher was called the boss. Like, mm -hmm. um, and, like, her name's Mrs. Garcia, but, like, everyone knows her as the boss. Um, and like we call her boss and it's just like because of how strict she is in her classroom like um, like if you're uh, if you're going to be absent from her classroom like you have to tell her like specifically uh, like a boss <laughs> there was also like the story that someone um, got arrested and their like one phone call was to the boss to tell them tell her that he wouldn't be in class the next day wow oh geez but yeah, she was a hardcore, hardcore. math teacher. Uh, I guess like this being our like pick for Hispanic Heritage Month um, and it being like put into the National Registry and it's um, like, I wonder if Selena's in the National Registry. But anyways, um, what does this like movie mean to y'all as like as Mexican-American young adults in this world? pageant answers only <laughs> world peace world peace that's easy world peace <laughs> <laughs> especially like i guess to amber and smiley like you guys said that um like this wasn't your first viewing and like how do you see the movie now like watching in 2020 versus like when your teachers would put it on i definitely see why they put it on you know, because... Because it was Edward James Olmos. Edward James Olmos. Mr. Quintanilla. Also, I do want to say, like, real quick, that he looks hella older in Stand and Deliver than he does in Selena. So, yeah. you know, then that movie was, like, 10 years, yeah. like, after. So, I was like, oh, wow. So, good mm -hmm. good use of, you know, good makeup. Good, you know. Yeah. Props to them. And to him, because he kind of walked a little twerk and stuff, and I guess that's how the teacher was. <laughs> I know he gained like 20 pounds for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I thought he was just like sticky. I thought he was just walking that way to make himself look like he had a panza, like a, mm -hmm. a bigger tummy. But I guess no, no disrespect to the real Mr. Escalante. No. I thought. 
anyways, so I do think I do understand why now that they put it on. And I guess like even when I was younger, it was like, we got it. You know, we are kids in this video or whatever. But like as like an adult now, I love seeing it because, you know, it's a reminder that I know, I know he says math is the equalizer and it's true. You know, math and music are, like, the only things that are, like, kind of universal. Like, music doesn't change across languages. Math equations don't change across um, languages and cultures. Mm-hmm. You know, math is the same, I think. So, it's really, a, it's, it sucks that, I don't, that I'm really bad at math. <laughs> but, um, you know, to show, you know, these kids and their home lives and to show that, you know, we're not dumb. And just because, yeah. you know, especially for a lot of these children and he says in the beginning, you know, he asks right up. He's like, you know, do you all speak English? You know, who speaks Spanish? And there are kids in there. And they're in the back. They really look mm -hmm. like they're taking off because that tells me that they probably have had teachers that don't speak English but don't speak Spanish. And so they just kind of like, they mm -hmm. check in and they leave. And it's not that they're, that they can't do it, that they're not capable. It's just that language barriers is that they, they, they can't learn because they can't speak the language. Like if someone was going to talk to you in another language and you're like, I don't know what you're saying. It's not that I am in, in, incapable. It's just, that I don't know it. You know what I mean? And he, and he tells them, you know, like, you know, this, you know, come over here, it's in the front because I'm sure they did this off camera or in real life. He probably said in English and in Spanish when he was teaching them. It's, it's just so that like, because a lot of people, you know, and what is, I had to say this, but whenever someone doesn't understand English, I don't know why English speakers will say it and they will say it louder and slower. That doesn't help anything. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's just, it's a language barrier. And I think Ismail has said it, or sorry, Ismail Smiley has said it before on another podcast or maybe, maybe not another episode, but, you know, definitely like when, you know, in conversations, it's a quote from modern, you know, Sofia Vergara has said like, do you know how smart I am in my head? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she doesn't know English. So it's hard for her to like translate it on the fly. Maybe mm -hmm. you tweeted that. I don't know. Although everything's blurred, but like just to show that like our community is not stupid. Yeah, there are there are circumstances circumstances beyond, you know, our understanding when we're children. Some of us don't understand when we're children. Some of us learn since we're from an early age that our lives are very different, and it starts with you know the system, a lot of different systems um at play so it's unfortunate that some of these things have not changed in the 30 mm -hmm. years that this movie came out it's a good reminder that we have a long way to go but we also have come a long way you know and i i i love stand and deliver i love freedom writers i love lean on me and um i love hearing stories about somebody who takes the time who does the hard work, who puts in the work and goes the extra mile to help out children, to help out the youth because 
the future, I mean, children are the future. And I know that sounds really cheesy and really like generic, but it's the truth. You know what I mean? Like children are the future and it takes, it takes a, a village to raise children. It takes, you know, it's, it's everybody's putting in their part, putting in, putting in time, putting in the effort. And it's things that things take time. Things take a lot of work. And I really appreciate this movie much more now as an adult rather than like, oh, it's it's the same movie for like the eighth time, you know, so I'm just going to doodle and not pay attention. Yeah. Smiley? I'd say I liked it when I first saw it because it was inspiring, of course. But now as an adult, like, like everything you talked about before, how those two administrators or whatever testing people were minorities too, but they were still part of the system. Like mm-hmm. I grew up in Laredo and of course it's like how Amber said, it's like more than 95% Hispanic or Mexican American. And that involves teachers too. And I just think back to my senior year of high school, um, how I missed my scholarship applications for colleges. Cause I had no idea about them. Like I had no idea of any deadlines for college. Like, I found out through word of mouth instead Same. of, like, a counselor or a teacher. And even before senior year, I never heard any seniors before me thinking, like, oh, I'm stressing out about college applications. You know, like, I never heard anyone do that. So it was, like, barely into my senior year, like, after a few scholarships were left available to apply for. And that's because I was an AP student. You know, like, I was I'm, I was smart. Like, I knew I, I could have gone, like, you know, I, I wasn't the top 10% program thing or whatever that got me into any college I wanted. So it wasn't even like a a thought that I was going to go or not, you know, but just thinking back on how even teachers like didn't put in the effort to like encourage us to like pursue those scholarships or, you know, like, Hey, be sure to do this because you know, it's important. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like even them, like they're they're of course there were mostly hispanic teachers with me too and mm-hmm. like they didn't put in the effort to like do that for us um so it's just going back to mr scalante like putting in that effort like um and showing that he cared i think that's like makes it more like relatable for me because i know like just because you're around hispanics and grew up around them doesn't mean like they'll understand you or they'll like help you out more or less it's people that like really have passion for what they're doing that will help you out the most especially mm-hmm. teachers yeah yeah. now uh smiley bring up the like top 10 percent thing i think now it's top eight but did you know that the reason why we have that so in texas if you graduate within the top eight percent of your um graduating class you are automatically um, like admitted into any public Texas uh, like college or university so like secondary school and the reason mm-hmm. why we have that is because of Irma Rangel she was an attorney from Keensville um, mm-hmm. and a state legislator and she went to our um, our undergrad which was A&M Keensville wow. and I think uh-huh. one of the there's a building named after yeah her. I'm like there's one of the buildings on campus is named after her um but yeah, she was like a big advocate for for that. And part of it was to get like more minority students into colleges and universities like across Texas. Um, so little history fact, also another Hispanic hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I barely made 
made it to the top 10, <laughs> but I made it. Yeah, well, like my top, I think top eight, like just like they revisited it and made it top 8% instead of top 10, but like top 10%, like for some schools, like if you look at the huge schools um, is that have like 600 student classes, is that even a thing? Um, but yes. like, okay, so then that's like the top 100. Um, for me, I graduated with 78. So like top ten percent for us was like was seven. Wow, that sucks. I was. Oh, yeah. I think our cutoff was like forty five, and I was like forty four through most of my like junior year, and then like my last transcript, I made it to forty two. So, yeah. Hey, like top ten percent got me into <laughs> got me into Texas A and M Kingsville. Like second place, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> Bring it on. Um. Okay, I, I, I guess before we um, go into final thoughts, I did have a quick question because um, I was already kind of thinking about the previewing. There was like something that um, Smiley brought up about a scene with Angel that like, oh, I want to know your thoughts on it. I was just trying to figure out which one is it? It was him taking care of his grandma because oh, he's this okay. big tough guy oh. like on the road with cops and shit and then he goes back and again respects his elders at home i know you know like sweet cops might have just seen him like just be a troublemaker and then also in school but mm -hmm. then when he goes back home with his grandma he, he's like the caregiver yeah yeah mm -hmm. i um i actually did tear up um you know at the end when they retake the test and um they kind of you know it kind of shows you all what they made or they're he, he's like saying it over the phone and I That's a great scene. I yeah. yeah. I started I started crying when they like kind of lingered on Angel and he said mm -hmm. they said he got a five. I was like, Oh my god. I just mm -hmm. I started crying. I got chills from it again. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I know, tearing up Here again. Go, Angel. Oh, I know. So good. Amber Alex I mean Amber and Smiley, would y'all wanna ask us like the final thought questions? Would you watch it again? Would you show it to your future children? Yes. Oh, yeah. This is like, so one of the movies that I like would love to have friends who are not from Texas watch is Selena. Mm -hmm. And um, just because like that shows the like Texas side. But I think that any teacher who feels that they should, um, that they can show Freedom Riders should show Stand and Deliver alongside yeah. that. Because mm -hmm. I'm I'm upset that like my coming from a Mexican American community that all I saw was Freedom Riders like all the time and mm -hmm. that like no one thought to put on like Stand and Deliver like how much more meaningful that would be to a Mexican American student exactly um, mm -hmm. and like Smiley said in the preview that like the teacher in Freedom Riders was actually Hispanic and like they cast Hillary Swank which like no shade to her but like it. It matters to us when we see people that look like us and have names mm -hmm. that, like, we know. Representation matters. Yeah. yeah. And what about you, Lauren? Like, would you would you see this movie again? Would you um, show it to, like, your family or maybe even, like, have a conversation with your family about it? Like, to see if, like, anybody else has seen it? Oh, definitely. I am curious, like, you know, if my, I mean, my mom was the same age as those kids in school because they were like, yeah, what, same. 1982? Yeah, mm -hmm. my mom was like a 
she was probably a junior because uh, she graduated in 83. So mm. I would kind of like ask her about how did this movie like have any impact in our community back then? Um, did you see it? And I'm kind of curious for my stepdad too, like if, cause he's, he's kind of, you know, he was kind of like a troublemaker back then in the day and, and oh, his home life was Pete. different. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? And taking care of his dad, you know, and yeah, like it was kind of different. Um, I mean, my, my mom and my stepdad had completely different backgrounds, but it would be interesting to see like how much it was Im- impactful back then. And then I don't, I really don't think my sister has seen this movie. I mean, we didn't really grow up with this one. So it would be kind of fun to see it. And then maybe we would show Davey later on. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it's, um, it's interesting to have that, like, um, like mindset to think of, like, our friends and, like, our family who have, like, younger kids now. It's interesting to see, like, how Tracy is as a mom, but then, like, we can, because we love movies so much, um, we can, like, show Davy. Oh, I know. Good movie, I can't wait. Good movies when she grows up. Um, yeah. This is probably really bad. <laughs> I can take this out. I don't know. But we joke around with Davy, and Pete start. Pete's my stepdad. He started it with her. Davy, you're a Mexican. And she's like, I am not Mexican. I'm like, Davey, what's going on? It's like this joke. Everyone just teases her. Ooh, Davey's a Mexican. She's like, I'm not Mexican. I'm like, what the heck? I hope that changes. I don't know if I'm going to keep that in. But I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. mm-mm. no, you'd be proud of that. Because she's Prieta. Oh, my God, Davey. Yeah, I, I always joke that like when people first meet me, they like, it's not until they hear my name that they like realize that I'm Hispanic. Oh, okay. Um, Same. Because yeah. like my brother and I are so fair. Um, but then like you hear like Alejandra and Ramiro and they're like, oh. oh. Um, and then you have like uh, people up here just mistakenly calling me Maria all the time. Um, mm-hmm. And oh, I'm, gosh. yeah, I <laughs> like we well, were talking to earlier. Colleague, right? That has that name. Yeah. So my okay. best friend up here in grad school, her name's Maria and we look completely different. Um, but for some reason, they're like, like, oh, the other Hispanic girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm like, going, oh. <laughs> going back to Davy, um, I think it is like, Davy's like so young, but I think it's still important to like, let her have those thoughts of thinking like, what? I'm not Mexican. And then actually like reteaching her like you are and like yeah. be proud of that. Um, because I remember like being in high school and having that like internal struggle of like, hispanic versus mexican and saying like i'm not mexican uh, like that's thinking that that's a nationality and it is but like mm-hmm. saying like no i'm hispanic and then um really like now i like i'm proud to say that like i'm mexican-american or hispanic or latina like tejana is probably like my number one but identity mm-hmm. is such um is like super fluid in like any term nowadays but like think as long as you say things with pride like in high school Mm -hmm. I was not like I was saying I'm Hispanic just so I could be like I'm better than Mexican um Mm -hmm. but now it's like yeah I'm like my family is from Mexico and they're from this part and they came over and um like saying those things with pride and not 
like discussed anymore mm-hmm. and so yeah i agree with alex because i i like i <laughs> i agree with alex i feel like it is like a sort of how do you want to identify yourself as and mm-hmm. with me i like grew confident in who i am until like college and like that's still a long time you know since david's barely like what four going on five yeah. i think yeah. um because i was like, like putting what? so much on her shoulders yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're four years old davy but you need to know this yeah because i was like what how do i want to like you know identify myself but now i'm like uh-huh. i'm good with just you calling me mexican like i know i'm american but just i'm good with mexican like it doesn't bother me mm-hmm. but even like in high school growing up in and also like going back i grew up in like a huge hispanic community like hearing my na- last name Perez, that was like kind of like embarrassing for me because i felt like it was like common and m- maybe like i like identified like poor with it because i did grow up poor um so it's not like me like looking down on myself mm-hmm. but um like yeah like after like reflecting on a lot like culture and experiences and family like now like I'm good with Mexican, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's any everyone's journey is different. Like how they want to identify themselves with, and how they feel more comfortable with themselves. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot to process. I've had people like um, it's mostly from like older people that have this like need for you to identify yourself as something, and I've had that in um, in grad school a lot more frequently than I ever have. I guess it's because I'm not in a like majority hispanic community anymore and it's not even the hispanic people that ask me to identify myself it's the white people and they're Mm -hmm. just like so what do you identify as and i'm like now i think my new answer would just be like proud oh Mm -hmm. shit alex there you go oh my god thank you but yeah like you're (laughs) the way you identify like one for people to ask you that is like it should not matter to anyone else like what you identify as as long as like i said like you're proud to say whatever you are like in your own like self like mm-hmm. you don't have to justify yourself to anyone oh exactly yeah it's like i've had a girl like make fun of me because of the way i said my last name like is her I name don't... rammy <laughs> no it's not rammy i promise it was this chick um we were just uh i ended up replacing her at work i was taking her job over and she was kind of teaching me oh so what's your last name i was like oh hernandez you know whatever and she just laughed and i was like oh oh rude sorry you know and this is uh, like a a little millisecond of the movie lauren but it's in the movie like Uh it's what's his name the one you like garcia yeah yeah i know that part too yeah, yeah he's like my last name's Garcia, and the teacher's like, "Well, when I say Garcia, please respond." Yeah, so yeah, I remember like that. Yeah. Also, like going back toward our issues, like you know, like even small bits like that reflect on our identity and how we struggle with how we want to say our names. Even mm-hmm. yeah, I I'm with you all right there. I kind of do that. I feel bad, but it's I am Mr. Escalante, and that, and maybe even your coworker. I try to hold back because, like, Aaron grew up in a town that is half like 50 percent hispanic community but mm-hmm. very like the white population here is more in control right and so like and there's that thing and i feel like a lot of our parents and our grandparents so we were like the like up and coming generation like even us as millennials of like that change because like so many of our 
you know, if our family members have been taught to like, you're not going to speak Spanish in school, you're going to get in mm -hmm. trouble. You're not allowed to speak Spanish here. And, you know, you kind of like, Rick, Rick, you know, like names like Ricardo, Ricardo or it's mm -hmm. Richard, even though that's Richard is not your name. You know yeah. what I mean? So like when he's like, oh, it's Garcia. And he tells him like, it's Garcia. Please say that. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. like when I hear like I am, okay, whatever, Texas, like I still get like shell shocked. Like, uh, so like I was so shocked you know, when we had, um, when, when Hurricane Laura, see, like, I'll, I will say Laura when I see it on paper, but it's oh, uh -huh. Laura, you know, but when that hurricane was coming, to, you know, into the Gulf and they were saying, I was reading Port Bolivar mm -hmm. and I was thinking it's different than what they were saying, Port Bolivar. And I had oh. no idea that those were the same places. Just like I had no idea Palacios was on paper Palacios. Yes. Yeah. Palacios. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Refugio was Refugio. Yeah. Like yeah. I just get like and I'm not even like a native Spanish speaker. So it just like boggles my mind because like that is what? Like those are just those are not like those are not English words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I know. like you know what I mean? So like whenever like it's so like what's the what is the word? I mean, like sometimes, and Aaron will pronounce something. And I'm like, it's this, and mm -hmm. he's like, Yeah, and there's I'm like, I'm sorry, thing... it's a little tig. Like I just want, you know, it's okay to pronounce them the way they are because, like, my thing is like getting on my soapbox, and I'll get off in a bit. Like if I have to, if I'm corrected on a name that's, you know, a white name that has a lot of Z's and H's and S's and Y's and is very long, and I'm gonna take the time to pronounce it. So mm -hmm. why can't why can't somebody else take that? time to like take that time to like pronounce a spanish word right and not yeah. just that but like take the shame out of it you know what i mean because then like it's it's it, and it's not it's it's not our fault it's years and years and years of like racial biases that have come through and so mm -hmm. it's really it is something to grapple with it is something that is hard to it's hard to overcome and it's also like not our fault you know, with I to I with identity because it's just it, the way it's been. You know what I mean? Like even identifying, like, well, I'm I'm gonna say I'm, I'm Hispanic instead of Mexican because there's like when you watch The Office again, when when Michael Scott asks Oscar, like, do you want to be called something else other other than Mexican? Because that's bad. Like he says like something like that, and it's like, oh my god! Like you know what I mean? Like like it's not bad. It 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 isn't bad. But it's, like, this whole thing of identity and, like, I like Alex's answer of, like, I think it's just to just be proud. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, I'm off my box. <laughs> <laughs> um, going back to final thoughts, would you guys see it in theaters? I know you, I know, I mean, me, I think I would. Smiley, Amber, would, you know, you guys have seen it. Would you guys, like, have a viewing in a theater? I would. I would go. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's a nice quotable movie, I think. Mm -hmm. I would go and I would like to take like my nephew, my nephews mm -hmm. with me. They're a little bit older, you know, older elementary and middle school, middle school. So I think that they would probably be old enough to um, understand it. Mm -hmm. So I would take them. Um, Alex, would you say you're glad you saw it? 
Yeah, dude. If you can't tell over my many soapboxes um, <laughs> throughout this uh, episode, I am like, <laughs> I'm really happy that I saw it and that it's um, it's a good like film to have in my arsenal now. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm so proud of all the accolades that it's gotten. Yeah, especially same. especially that Library of Congress one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had no idea about that. Mm-hmm. I am curious, though, like, if I would have had the same reaction, maybe when I was like 10 years younger than I am, like maybe 18, 19, you know, like, or younger than that, like in high school. I don't know. I I would hope I would have the same reaction, like very inspirational, very proud. Like you see these kids and you're like, they're fucking strong. Like, it makes me think like that if you just like look at all the stuff that they have in their lives, if they can do that, I mean, you it. It just proves that you can do anything if you just set your mind to it. And no matter who you are or or what you have going on in your life, you can do it. And that was just something that I took that was just super inspirational. And it and of course it hits close to home just because of heritage. Yeah, there's always this like I think that's why I'm so proud of Selena and why we talk about it so much is because mm-hmm. like it's set in um like it's a true like Tejana story. Um, Mm -hmm. Like it's Texas. And most times, like when you think about Hispanics in the media, um, not the course, but but actually (laughs) like Hispanics in the media, it's always like centered around California and like Mm -hmm. Chicanos. And so I don't know, this wasn't even though it's like an East L.A. school, um, it didn't feel like too California to me, if that makes sense. And like. Um, like Walkout is I mistakenly said that it was produced by Edward James almost it was directed by him um, oh wow yeah but that's like that's East LA Walkouts and I was always like kind of a little like mad that a movie like that didn't come out around Crystal City which is like this border town mm. in South Texas because mm-hmm. Crystal City had their own walkouts um, Ed Couch Elsa in the Valley also had their own walkouts like Crystal City has so much uh, history that I don't think has been tapped into by um, like film or TV or anything like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I always feel a little left out being mm-hmm. a like, Texas Mexican. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you own this movie? Does anyone own this movie? I don't, but I think I would own it if like mm-hmm. I had like my forever house. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Where I'm your collection's going to be yeah. built pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, I think especially if I like had gone into teaching, mm-hmm. I would own this movie. Yeah, it's one of those movies that like you want to share with people, mm-hmm. um, and not like have it just for yourself. I guess. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's nicely said. Definitely. This is random, but <laughs> looking at my notes, one of the other quotes I liked: "The mailman is decomposing in my locker." <laughs> <laughs> the way he said that <laughs> and i love that they just all laughed like yeah haha fuck off uh, the, the, the investigator like pulls out his notepad like oh okay you took the test how did you do that mm-hmm. i also like late 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 <laughs> late even the, the fucking the... teacher <laughs> late <laughs> all right anything else any anyone want to say anything else um no, but you saw um, what's his name, Lou Diamond Phillips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? I just yeah. yes. yes. You saw him shirtless and in the water, so that's good for you. It was nice. <laughs> good for 
I like how he didn't want to ruin his pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to end it all horny. Someone say something. I know. I know. Um, I'm really glad that y'all got to see it. And I'm really glad that it's, it was also a reminder for me and Smiley because we watch it so many times in our youth, but it's also uh-huh. good to go back and watch it as like an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, just have a fun Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes. There's still like a few weeks left of it. Yeah, um, and that like Hispanic Mexican culture is not single de Mayo. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, go out and read more. Go out and learn more about it. Watch because, more. Yes, because it's more inspirational than you think. Watch the yeah. movie. Yeah, Watch the movie. do the census. Do the yes. census. Oh, the census is over by now. I think right. <gasps> yeah, is it? I don't know. Yes. I hope you did the census. Um, vote. (laughs) If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for listening to the show. Please like and follow us on Instagram at Never Seen It Texas, S C E N E, and then T X, and give us your feedback or maybe even a film recommendation. I want to thank Amber, Alex, and Smiley for joining me today. And I want to give a huge thank you to our technical producer, Rami Garza, who makes this podcast possible. All right, guys. Well, next time, the only thing I ask from you is ganas and maybe a haircut.